Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 2nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I will say I had a little cry at work, but it was like... It was just due to listening to to content. Like, I was listening to a podcast, and it made me cry because the story was, like, really fucking sad. Um, but uh, I, I, I got I to get to my mea culpa. Corrections. I'm sorry. I, we we got we to have a little mini apology um, moment. <laughs> Denver McIntosh, my newsie. I'm so sorry. I, like, mush-mouthed your name in the shout-outs the other day, and I listened to it, and I'm like, Isaiah... Like, just, come on, you have one job, just one job, top of the month, like, it's the second time, so, mea culpa, mea culpa, I'm so sorry, but, um, yeah, so, me, I'm good, things are good, we're chilling, uh, food corner, uh, the, uh, Tex-Mex and, uh, brisket chicken sandwich, uh, food trucks came, so that was fun, that was interesting, we got, like, a little catered food. I was able to get two meals. Oh, yeah. So I got a brisket sandwich and the mac and cheese. They had less options this time, I noticed. You could either get the sandwich and a chip or you could get um, sandwich and mac and cheese. Because initially I was going to get sandwich and their potato skins. Because I like potato skins, actually. I'm, I'm a convert. I'm a tuna convert. I'm a potato salad convert. This is like Undercover Brother where they like... They, like, inject him or whatever with the mayonnaise. Like, that happened to me a little bit. A little bit, okay? All right. Don't don't go crazy with that. All right. I might get a little upset. But I, I do like a little bit of mayonnaise. You know what I mean? A little bit of mayonnaise in your dish. A little, it's okay if you do it right. You season it right. Don't add raisins. Don't do that. That's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, no. The, um, the sandwich was good. Then I got the brisket and rice from the Tex-Mex place. That was kind of meh. I, I hate to like be that way. You know, at the end of the day, I, I got to say this. I, I appreciate anytime someone makes food for me. That's that's awesome. So like whenever I do a review, I don't mean to like be mean or rude. Like at the end of the day, I ate that shit up. Know that I ate that shit up with my whole ass mouth. Um, But yeah, it wasn't the best. The brisket was fine. The rice was like kind of just too wet. And that didn't help me um but overall it was okay you know it was free you know free as me but uh yeah the day was good vibes were nice for the most part uh yeah we're, we're chilling we're chilling baby so enough about me i'm gonna go ahead and light this candle and we can get in some news Ooh, ooh wee. All right. From ABC News. Trump hit with sweeping indictment and alleged effort to overturn 2020 election. I did everything right and they indicted me again. Um, <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> My man is catching no breaks. Uh, they're coming for 45. 
Um, and I'm not doing shit. I'm I'm not getting on TikTok and mad about that at all. It's so funny to see like conservatives just howling, like on platforms about this kind of shit. Like at the end of the day, like you have to expect this, no? And 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 people act like this is some conspiratorial. Like they're trying to get him. Like you know he's doing so well, they gotta stop him. And it's like, I'm sorry that you just don't know how you know, the, the legal process works. Like, he just came off of being president. He had these investigations going. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not Nostradamus here, but I bet they're gonna do more. Like, you know what I mean? You you kind of just have to expect this. And we know what the gambit is. We know how Trump is gonna go about this shit from here on out. He is all in on becoming president again and then just, just wiping the slate clean. Like, that is the vibe. That is the goal. But um, I did want to talk about this. It is relevant like, it's in a different, you know, a whole different state. So I, I that's important to talk about. So let's go ahead and get into it. I got a burp coming. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry about that. Okay. Um, former President Donald Trump, bent on staying in power, undertook a criminal scheme to overturn the results of the 2020 election, including repeatedly pushing lies about the results despite knowing his claims were false and doubling down on those falsehoods as the January 6th riots raged, a sweeping federal indictment alleges. This is the third indictment faced by the former president, who is, as the Republican frontrunner of the 2024 presidential race, continues to insist that the vote was rigged. So... I actually like the the angle that uh, Smith is going about it. Like, he's almost like hitting like a greatest hits of like, this is the, the bad shit that we've all seen Trump do and like more or less get away with. I'm going to try to charge here because essentially at some point past the election, Trump knew he did not win. He knew it. Like, we can prove that. Like, I know I can prove that. That is what we are going to prove in this Washington court. So this is the play and we're going to take you through and how he tried to go about it from like the Georgia shit, how he like tried to go about it with the Michigan shit. I know I haven't like talked about that too much, but it's just a part of the milieu and I feel like I'll just kind of feature it in when I can. But there's also literal like people who were involved that actually were fixing the election for Trump and then officials who were like, yeah, we'll forge the shit. We'll just write the shit. And all Pence has to do is just say that it's real and say that we're throwing out this result. And and to Pence's credit, he did not do it. And I love it because like they literally have Trump on wax saying like, you know what, Pence, you're too honest. You're too honest. And it's like, Dude, like, they have all the shit you say on Twitter, like, loudly, like, all the shit you were posting, all of your shit is just there for evidence, not to mention these recordings, not to mention other testimonies, like, like, this is bad, and I think this is, like, the worst one so far, because we've, we've gone through them, like, the shit with Manhattan, the Stormy Daniels shit, that's probably the weakest, uh, that being said, I do think there's legs to it. I do think there's reason and merit to trying him. You know what I mean? There were people who were like, this is a bad one. This is a weak one. They shouldn't have tried it. Blah, blah, blah. Brag bad. But I, I was like, no, he's getting the party started. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Then there's the Florida shit. We did just do the update there. And also that's relevant because like I said, I just learned that like prosecutors can do this. They can like supersede ad charges and shit like that. So like, there's a chance that 
in the Florida situation because it's a Trump-appointed judge who's you know overseeing this. She's sympathetic. It is in Mar-a-Lago. Just the the potential of the case to potentially like you know maybe Trump does find a way to thread the bullet there and um, beat that case. Maybe I kind of don't think so. I feel like he's pretty pegged on that one. Um, but this one. This this one, I think, is the worst. I think this one is the one that, like, no matter what, this is probably the biggest thing he has to fade, like, case-wise. Uh, I think into each count is, like, about five years. And um, so he's potentially facing up, like, I think, 20 with the four felony counts. Uh, let's read a little bit more. The sweeping indictment, based on the investigation by special counsel Jack Smith, charges Trump with four felony counts conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction and obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and uh, conspiracy against rights. I also found out, just like listening to the Daily and shit, that the conspiracy against rights is kind of like one that's normally used in like civil rights stuff, usually like used against like the Klan and stuff like that. But in this situation, since Trump was, like, trying so hard in this conspiracy to literally find votes to, like, nullify more or less other people's votes so that he could win and Biden would lose, like, those are people's civil rights that you are alienating. And I'm like, you know what? I like that. Bravo. Kudos. Jack Smith is, is working, you know? And, 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 and this is all, like, just... The more I look at it, the more it's fascinating. I really have tried, y'all. I really have tried. I've said it in previous episodes. Look, I don't want to talk about Trump 24-7. But when it comes to legal shit, I just cannot look away. Like, I want to talk about it. So, like, it's just going to happen more and more and more. And, like, it's so weird how, like, his campaign and the criminal shit, like, they're just so hybridized now. They're, They're an amalgamation of the same thing now. Like... In, in essence, but also, like, literally down to the money. Like, it's it's actually maybe the one flaw right now for Trump. Like, the one thing that maybe he could spontaneously combust, because he's ahead in, in so much shit. But, like, there are people, like, the PAC money, you know, the supporting him for his campaign. They're like, look, dude, all of your money is tied up in legal shit. That is not what we're paying you for. We kind of want a refund. Like, there, there are people who are now going, like, look... Uh, we understand what's happening here. We support you. We want you to win. We want you to be our president again. But, like, we want our money to go to what it's supposed to be going to. You know, advertising. You know, campaign shit. And you are using it to save your ass. (laughs) And that's not what this is about. Um, I mean, to me, it feels like a misuse of campaign funds. But, God damn it. I mean... Uh, Trump is not the only one on this. Like, th- this is one where I have to, like, rub my face because campaign money is, like, the darkest money to me. Like, it's literally just, like, this money, and it's like, oh, well, this is going to go to my campaign. And it's like, no, 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 this is, like, a war chest. And this is something that you get to use and crack open, and you can glitch it because you have fancy lawyers who can tell you what to do with it. Like, no, I don't even trust the, the fucking potential version tim scott on that shit okay and he's getting a lot of money and we don't know what he's spending with it (laughs) he's supposed to be a good guy he's supposed to be like a christian dude but anyway let's talk about top dog let's talk about mr 45 let's keep it going i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm i'm in the weeds um you know once again they they in this article they they talk about the pressure campaign against mike pence um where he says he's too honest 
Um, and like I said, kudos to Pence in that regard for, um, you know, saying, no, the buck stops here, buddy. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. You're, you're crazy. This is against the Constitution. I'm against that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Trump was willing to do anything. And uh, I do think that's something that you can prove in court. I'm interested to see how that one's going to go for sure. And like I said, it's in D.C. No one fucking likes him there. <laughs> like, good luck finding a jury of people who are going to be like, oh, no, I love Trump. Or like, you know, like, I, at best you're going to find people like, I guess I'm OK with him, you know. And uh, like I said, I, I will keep you updated on that shit. All right. All right. All right. This one is uh, this one blindsided me. I did not see this one coming. But uh, from NBC News, former Lizzo dancers were weight shamed and pressured while at strip club, lawsuit says. <sighs> All right, so let's get into it. Uh, three of Lizzo's former dancers have accused the singer of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment in a lawsuit filed Tuesday. They also allege she pressured one of them to touch a nude performer at an Amsterdam club and subjected the group to an excruciating audition after leveling false accusations that they were drinking on the job. So, I mean, hearing this, I, I've said this before, I say this again, like, I definitely have blinders, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, celebrities, whatever I like. So it's like, I immediately go, huh? What? Are you sure? Like, am I reading the right thing? Like, I checked the source, like, but I'm like, sure enough, this is NBC, and this is Lizzo, more or less just doing the complete opposite of whatever, you know, her brand is. But um, the dancers accused Lizzo, a performer known for embracing body positivity and celebrating her physique, of calling attention to one dancer's weight gain and later berating, then firing that dancer after she recording a, recorded a meeting because of a health condition. Uh, let's see here if I can find the names. Also, um... It's not just Lizzo here, like, it's, um, you know, more or less her whole, like, company that's kind of implicated in one way or another, but then also the dance captain, Shirlene Quigley, is also uh, a defendant, uh, let's see, but um, Shirlene was, like, a very religious Christian person, and she was, like, apparently notorious for, like, pushing her, like, beliefs onto, you know, the dancers, constantly talking about it and then being told like hey could you like maybe not do that and she's like there's no job there's no way i'm gonna stop talking about the lord period and it's like okay that's that's a normal thing in a in a word and, and, and the thing is too you i i feel like if you're a person who maybe is like ah oh, you know like maybe people are just not you know be, they're being too harsh here but it's like look i don't care if you're an artist or you're in some abstract job like these rules, these laws are, are put in place for a reason. And when you are in breach of them and someone calls that shit out, then like, yeah, you're entitled to some fucking damages if that is deemed valid, you know? So that's why we are here. But uh, the suit names Lizzo, whose real name is Melissa Vivian Jefferson, her production company, and Quigley as defendants. In addition to accusations of a hostile work environment and sexual harassment, the suit brings claims for religious and racial harassment, false imprisonment, which is a big one. I was like, what? <laughs> Interference with uh, prospective economic advantage and other allegations. Not every claim was brought against each defendant. So essentially, like, 
you know, the company at large is charged in some parts. Lizzo is charged individually in some parts. Quigley is charged individually. Um, let's see. But there was one where, with Ariana Davis, she's, uh, it was stated that she seemed less committed, that's the quote, to her role. A comment the suit describes as a thinly veiled concern about Davis's weight. Um, now I haven't heard from Lizzo. No one's really come out and made any statements yet. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, also the two, the name of the company is Big Girl, uh, Big Girl, Big Turing and, Inc. Incorporated, right? That's incorporated. (laughs) Um, let's see. The other dancers are Crystal Williams and Noel Rodriguez. I believe, um, Davis and Crystal Williams, uh, we're competing on the Amazon reality show Watch Out for the Big Girls in 2021. Um, but both of the dancers were fired later. Now, Rodriguez retired, but that was more or less after, you know, other girls were fired and she, you know, she spoke up, she spoke out and more or less um, was like, you're lucky that you weren't fired more. And then the conversation turned against her and Lizzo like blows up and like starts flipping her off. And she's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. So she leaves. Um, But there was a trip to Amsterdam, which was very, uh, how do you say, interesting. I want to, I just, I had to, I kind of have to keep going back to the the, the article here. I'm sorry. Uh, The trip to the Amsterdam strip club, Banana Bar, (laughs) Banana Bar? Uh, happened after a performance in the city earlier this year. The suit states that Lizzo's after parties were routine and non-mandatory, but alleges that those who attended were favored by the singer and had a greater job security. At the club, Lizzo allegedly began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers vaginas sorry i said that really funny (laughs) and eating bananas protruding from the performers vaginas lizzo then returned her attention to miss davis and began pressuring miss davis to touch the breasts of one of the nude women so it's like weirdly just so horny like just so horny and once again take it out of like the music world like this is just some loose kickback whatever like if this is your boss and you're out like at a whatever like a function after work and this is happening and you say i don't want to do something and multiple times your boss keeps coming up to you and say do it do it do it touch the movie touch the movie like that is harassment that is not okay like that's not all right even if it's off work off hours like you, you can't just be like well you showed up like or you just could have stayed home or like well you could have just said no and stuck to it but it's like you were being berated by your boss right now do you think if you continue to say no that this is going to be a good outcome for you npc character no no it's not you're in, you feel like you're in jeopardy you know what I mean? That That is the feeling. I'm not trying to actually say that she's an NBC character, of course. You know, you for Davis, you're scared. You're like, this is my job. Do I really want to lose my job in Amsterdam because I don't touch a boob right now? But I don't want to touch a boob right now. But that's the situation that Davis was faced with. So I feel like when you look at the situation, it's like, why Why is Lizzo doing that? Like, why? why? Like, and I find myself asking that question a lot. Uh, there's another situation here... Uh, a week later, um, yeah, because there, there's more, but yeah, a week later after a show in Paris, Lizzo invited her dancers to a club 
so they would be able to learn something or be inspired by the performance, the suit says. What Lizzo failed to mention when inviting the dancers to this performance was that it was a nude cabaret bar. So once again, kind of being just horny. Like, why? why? And now, <clears throat> excuse me, the suit says it's, it was artful. Like, it wasn't lewd. Or it wasn't like, you know, shit coming out of vaginas or anything like that. But, um, you know, despite it being artful, it's like you could have given us forewarning. So maybe we go, oh, I don't want to see that. You know, maybe this might be like the same thing again. I don't want Banana Bar 2.0. And you could have just opted out. You That foresight is free. You should have just provided that, you know? So that's weird. That's cringy. Um, all right, next act. The racial harassment claim is linked to what the suit describes as comments charged with racial and fatphobic animus that were made by the Turing Company employees. In one instance, the former dancers asked to be compensated for their downtime at a rate of 50% of their weekly pay, according to the suit. An accountant allegedly responded to the request by offering 25% and scolding them for being unacceptable and disrespectful. Only the dance cast, compromised of full-figured women of color, were ever spoken to in this manner, the suit states. The religious harassment allegation is connected to Quigley, the dance captain who also worked as a judge on Lizzo's reality show. According to the suit, she preached her Christian beliefs and took every opportunity to proselytize to any and all in her presence, regardless of uh, protestations. Now, it's also alleged, too, that not only was Quigley doing this and, like, maybe she's being singled out in a way, but that it was known to Lizzo and Lizzo did not care or do anything to stop it. Like, this was problematic and Lizzo did not care. Um, so let's see here. Let's fast forward a little bit. Two dancers were fired in April and May, according to the suit. Williams lost her job April 26, days after she spoke up at a meeting, which she challenged an assertion from Lizzo that the dancers were drinking before performances. The day before, Lizzo told the group that they would have audition again, a move that prompted uh, what the suit described as excruciating 12-hour rehearsal. Um, I believe it might have been Davis. Um, yeah, Davis. She was so scared that she was going to lose her job that she soils herself. So she doesn't want to leave the room. She's like, I need to perform. I need to be ready. I need to be on. And, you know, after, you know, cleaning herself, she's forced to put on a see-through outfit to finish her audition, her performance. And, um, you know, she felt humiliated by that. And, um... Let's see. When Lizzo raised the issue the following uh, raised the issue again the following day, Williams responded saying the dancers didn't think uh, or didn't drink. Uh, the suit says uh, the singer then allegedly offered what the suit describes as a mocking reply. Well, if you're not, then you're then good for y'all. Um, let's see here. Um, five days later, on April 26, Lizzo's tour manager fired Williams in a hotel lobby. The suit says the manager attributed the termination to budget cuts, uh, which noted that no one else was fired. So that's very odd to say, oh, it's for budgetary reasons, but we specifically fired the person who spoke out about us running a 12 hour fucking rehearsal audition bullshit. Like, for what reason? Because we, we thought you were drunk. Like, that that's so fucking out of pocket. That is like manic diva behavior. 
Uh, Rodriguez complained to the manager about the decision to publicly fire Williams, a move that Lizzo repeatedly raised with the dancers during a April 27th meeting, during which she told the group that she had eyes and ears everywhere. It's like, you don't need to say that. that. That's just being menacing. Once again, if your boss is doing that, you have grounds to get money out of them. Like, what the fuck? That's weird. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal expert. Okay, got to put that in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, Lizzo is wildin'. Oh, let's get to my highlighted portion. The suit alleges false imprisonment. Oh, because at some point, um, I, I think it was uh, Davis who was recording it. But um, essentially, like, she finds out that someone was just, like, trying to record her. And essentially, um, the dancer, she was like, no, like, I was doing that because, like, I have, like, a head injury. And I get potentially, like, if there's a stressful situation, I don't recall well. And, like, when it comes to, like, remembering numbers, things like that. Like, that was her reasoning for, for doing that. And Lizzo's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not hearing that. Like, you're trying to tape shit? Nah. She's like, no phones. And so she was trying to, like, literally go through the room and check everyone's phones that they weren't recording and delete the information. So, um, you know, essentially, like, this was the last straw. I believe, um, you know, after uh, the two were fired, Rodriguez was gone. And, um, but, I mean, essentially... Uh, yeah, it was Davis. So the the suit alleges false imprisonment against Lizzo's production company because a member of her security detail allegedly forced Davis to remain in the room after the meeting ended so he could search her phone for the video. So it's like that's that's wild. Um, so yeah, I mean that's Lizzo, baby. Um, gotta put my hands on, check my nails. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta stop singing. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm dragging. I'm sorry. Uh, from Fortune, YouTube star Mr. B sues his food partner for selling customers disgusting burgers and then ignoring his complaints. James Donaldson, a YouTube star better known as Mr. Beast, has sued his partner in a food delivery business, saying the company sacrificed quality in its bid for rapid expansion. Uh, Donaldson's Beast Investments sued for breach of contract, asking a federal judge in Manhattan for the right to terminate his business relationship with Virtual Dining Concepts, a Florida company co-founded by former Planet Hollywood executive Robert Earl. Uh, they go into some of his accolades. They talk about Ghost Kitchen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of just drawn to the story a little bit because... As a former DoorDasher, hopefully, you know, we stay that way. Um, I remember, you know, a few of the orders that I would get were Mr. Beast orders. And, you know, I figured I got enough that it wasn't a bad thing. But it, it, I also understand, too, that it's like each ghost kitchen is different setups. Like there are some that are just mass produced. There are some that are out of restaurants. Maybe that affects it. Maybe just literally the quality is just so dog shit that that doesn't even fucking matter. And it's just bad. But um, I, I assumed that they, it wasn't terrible. But apparently this shit was just no good. And uh, Mr. Beast, he's like, yo, we got to fix this shit. And they're like, we don't care. Um, and essentially he's like, this is enough grounds for me to not want to do this. Plus they used his likeness without his permission. And he says he hasn't been paid yet. 
So that sounds really sus. Um, very Florida crime. <laughs> so hopefully, I guess in this situation, we're rooting for Mr. Beast. I don't know. I know some people out there, they'll never root for Mr. Beast. They hope he dies on a fire. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think he's okay. I think he's all right. You know, hey, sometimes you got to give some people some Hunger Games. <laughs> um, sometimes you have to be that President Snow. <laughs> but, you know, for a like. All right, we have one more thing to cover. It's it's small. It's it's not long. I hope I I, I shouldn't I shouldn't drag y'all out too long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Ooh. Okay. Who, from IGN, Post Malone buys Magic the Gathering's one ring card valued at $2 million. Uh, Post Malone has bought the one-of-a-kind Magic the Gathering card. Just, that's so lazy. That's not even different. IGN do better. Um, but uh, let's see. It turns out the name of the owner of the card was Brooke Trafton. We did talk about this before. Essentially... He had it through like a, a firm that was managing it and he was initially looking for around $2 million and he wanted like a trip to Europe. He's like, that would be really cool. Um, now that I think about it, maybe he was like scheming so that he could like go to Barcelona because there was like the pro tour recently. Maybe that was his play. He was like, let me go to pro tour. Let me like, I'll trade like this for some money. Have a good fucking time. Cause that would be lit. That would be lit. You literally get to have like the best magic con cause attached to the pro tour is a magic convention. So like, it would be fun. That'd be fun. Maybe that was his play. I don't know. But um, essentially Post Malone, I guess hits him up. And there's this 13-second clip, and um, you essentially hear... I, I've described this as... It, Post Malone, in a way, just makes it feel like it's like a swap meet kind of conversation, where he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I this looks great. This is good. I'll take it. And, um, you know, meanwhile, this guy, this Brooke Trafton guy, he's like fanboying so hard. And I would, too. Definitely. Um, I remember when I found out Post Malone was like fucking into magic i was like oh my god that's a multiplier oh no because i already i was literally working out to post malone earlier like you know what i mean i love that shit i guess i should do a quick album review i did listen to austin uh i gotta be real here i gotta be real um it was good but it didn't feel like a like a hip-hop album anymore it feels like he's been coming off that less and less now there was no features on this which was kind of neat but I, I do think post malone does sound better with other people you know so but it was fun i enjoyed listening to it the hits were good you know the 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 music video ones like all you know all the main ones those are those are bangers and it was it was a good album anyway back to the article um yeah, so, I mean, good for him. He says that, like, look, I wanted to, you know, give this card to someone, you know, since this is a life-changing amount of money. Like, I love this game. I've been playing since I was a kid. It's at least good to give this to someone I think is going to enjoy it as much as I, I would, you know. So I was like, hell yeah, heart emojis. We love to see it. Uh, also, I guess closing out with me corner again, I lied. I'm just going to keep you here forever. The, this is, this is never going to end. We're past the 30 mark. I don't care anymore. Um, I, uh, listened to Travis Scott's new album. 
uh, Utopia. Uh, it was kind of not good. Uh, <laughs> I, and, and I say this as a fan. Like, I liked Astroworld. Like, shit, man. Even with the allegations, I was like, bro, I'm still defending you on that shit. Astroworld fucks. <laughs> I don't care if people say it's demonic. <laughs> Um, but no, I thought it was kind of mid, so I haven't really loved the, the newest album releases lately, you know, I, I do always love listening to new music though, so if you want to, um, shoot some new music my way, that's some, something you can help, that's not really supporting the pod, but you're supporting my vibe, and that's good, so I guess that does support the pod, because my better vibe, better performance, I don't know, um, other ways to support the podcast, because we're there now. We've made it to the end. You can you can go now if you want. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at you. Uh, but patreon.com says Zaya News. If you'd like to support financially, if you'd like to be like Denver McIntosh. McIntosh. I'm, I'm, now I'm just adding a flurry. It's probably just McIntosh. I'm, I'm the worst, man. I'm going to buy you a beer next time. If we ever link up again, brother, bro, we, I'm, I got you. <laughs> um, if you want to be a newsie, if you want to be the homie of homies, the homies of homies, like my man Denver, um, $5 a month. That's a vibe. You help out the podcast. Uh, I shout your name out, you know, once a month. Hopefully I get it right. No promises. <laughs> But I'll do my damnedest, even with my mush mouth. Um, free ways to contact the podcast, news one at gmail.com. I'm on all the socials. I don't feel like saying them anymore. And they keep changing the name. So I'm over that shit. I'm post that. Uh, just find me there. and Or the podcast. You know, that's there. Available. Please subscribe to the YouTube. That's super dope. Probably the best way to help because I'm trying to get to 1,000. I'm, like, really not even close <laughs> so please please let's boost those numbers tell a friend uh, something uh, i'll take whoever bring your bots <laughs> I, I think i can say that i think i can get away with it drones ai uh, <laughs> willing to work with ai <laughs> for for subs <laughs> all right that's all i got oh man thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for being a friend hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i love you bye bye